Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I'm your host, Peter. On today's episode, we are doing our Christmas episode because we're terrible with planning. And on today's episode, we are reviewing the Satoshi Kon movie as our third Satoshi Kon movie, Tokyo Godfathers. Joining me first is Johnny. Johnny, how's it going today? Doing well, thank you. And as Don't all... really have... No. <laughs> Don't finish! <laughs> finish what you're saying! I was just going to say I don't have much to say, but now uh, you know, just, just keep going. All right, sounds good. And our first moderator is Miles. Miles, how's it going? You know, it's going great, and I'm glad to be the first moderator. Uh, it would suck to be the second one. Um, yeah. What a lowly position that is. And our um, our assistant moderator today is Pat. Pat, how's it going today? I've been demoted. Oh no. Um, to, to just assistant moderator. I, I, I'm good. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, to assistant to the regional yes. moderator. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna. You know, Miles, you're calling me out. Uh, where's the Taylor Swift quote for today? Is there not one? I, I'm disappointed. Uh, there isn't one. Uh, no. Um, I, I I didn't. You know, there aren't really many Taylor Swift songs that touch upon these themes. No. Um, no Christmas Taylor Swift songs or anything like that. Well, there is one in her most recent album called Tis the Damn Season, which is about going home for the holiday season and being able to, like, get it on with your uh, hometown guy, which doesn't fit the theme of this song. Um, <laughs> for this, this movie, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, well, Tis the Season, though, obviously, on January 11th that we are covering Tokyo Godfathers by Satoshi Kon. It was a movie that was released in 2003. Very, very famous. One of the more... Uh, Probably one of the the main movies that got really localized, even for the United States, way back in 2003. You know, like there were, um, you know, there were all the Ghibli films, and then I, I'd say this is one of the ones that at least, if you were watching an anime movie when you were growing up without knowing it, this was one of them. You know, it was like this or Spirited Away. So uh, I had never saw it going into it, but we're just gonna do some uh, our usual introductions uh, or first impressions, what you liked in general about the movie what you thought about it uh going in or uh i just start with miles yeah sure thing so you know the only way that the only time i'd ever heard of this movie actually was um on a different podcast uh where they do like sort of reviews um and i'm blanking on the name of the podcast um currently but um Oh, anime out of context. And they did this. Um, and, you know, I mean, it sounded great and everything, but like just judging from like the visuals and stuff, I didn't think I was going to like be in love with this movie or anything. Unlike the other two Satoshi Kon movies 
We watched. One second, sorry. Well, oh, oh. That's something stuck in my throat. Yeah. Um, this didn't look like, you know, mind trippy or bendy or anything. Um, so I was like a little, you know, sort of lower on it. It took me a little longer to get around to it. And uh, I was wrong. I love this movie. I fucking think it's fantastic. Um, you know, so uh, I had an awesome time watching this. It was just super pleasant and super fun. And I loved all the characters and I love the movie. And I think it's great. And watch this movie. Awesome. Johnny, what do you got? Well, so unlike Miles, uh, so I, I, like, I have never heard about this movie before. So going into it, same thing with Perfect Blue and uh, Paprika. I didn't really have any expectations. So knowing those two movies, I expected this movie to be, like, have, like, some of those trippy themes, which I was surprised that it didn't. It was a completely different feel. And uh, this might be unpopular, but I actually think that that part of it makes it more enjoyable because there, I don't have to think as much about, like, what the hell is going on. It's very simple. And, like, the story is it's simple, but, like, it, it does its job. It's fun to see these characters goof off and do do these things. And, yeah, I would recommend it. It was a, it was a great time watching it. Uh, I definitely agree that it's not... Um... It, you don't, yeah, it's definitely not as hard to follow as uh, Perfect Blue or Paprika. It's definitely uh, not that kind of movie, which is what I I, I don't think you're wrong by saying that that was what was more enjoyable about it, uh, for sure. Uh, Pete, what have you got? Yeah, I was really... I mean, this is Madhouse. It's my favorite studio. It's Satoshi Kon, who's probably now my favorite director. It was really interesting to see the change of pace since we've done two psychological movies from him, and now we have like this uh, Christmas-themed story about like redemption and uh, addressing your past and family and all all the themes and I, I really liked how everything was put together this movie was like really good and i think it showcases how great satoshi Kon is as a director able to switch his tones because i mean his most famous like works of art i'd say probably are the more the psychological the perfect blue the paranoia agent the paprika even though tokyo godfathers is popular because the one thing anime really lacks in, in terms of us in the West is Christmas and where Christmas is not big of a deal in Japan as it is in the West. So it was just really interesting to like, see those type of like the themes that he put into this movie. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. So would you recommend it? I would absolutely recommend this movie. All right, good. Uh, I am going to echo that. I would recommend this movie to anyone who likes anime uh and is from the west because i think it does a good job of taking christmas and and playing with the themes of it and and the setting is great too you know with all the lights and the snow everything else is fun about it i really liked all the characters like everyone else was saying they're all enjoyable and they they you know none of them are too absurd um i think in general it is just a fun movie i i really don't know how else to just describe it at least in like a, a general sense i uh there are hidden things i bet if i rewatch this movie i'd notice so many things that i didn't on the first watch through and even then i i saw a lot of little visual hints like satoshi seems to or seemed to really like to uh to put these visual hints in this in the story that uh show you what's going on so, uh, a lot less uh i guess maybe threatening or or I know, so like, you know, Perfect Blue is a little bit more of a... Uh, sinister. Sinister, that's a good way to put it. Like, those kinds of hints versus this is more just, oh, like, oh, be on the lookout for this, or, oh, this is what's going to happen at the end. So, um, 
overall, I think I, I would absolutely recommend this. Uh, I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it more than Perfect Blue and, and uh, Paprika, even, I would say. Even though they're, they're very different movies, I enjoyed this one objectively more. So that's, uh, I, I think that's saying a lot, because I, I really liked Perfect Blue a lot. So, so yeah, all right, uh, I think that, that wraps up our spoiler-free section. So going forward, this will be our spoiler section. We'll discuss further things about the movie as a whole. So if you don't want to be spoiled before you watch it, go watch it. Uh, if you're in the West, in the United States, I know you can watch it on Amazon Prime very easily. You can rent it like I did. Uh, anybody else? Good luck. Don't know the answer to it. But uh, but yeah, does uh, anyone want to throw their first thoughts out there about the movie that now that we're in the spoiler zone? Uh, yeah, I guess like the main thing that I took away from this movie, you know, is that I, I guess like it kind of reminded me of, and this isn't a perfect analogy, but like it, it sort of reminded me of Slumdog Millionaire. Um, Ooh, yeah. Where, you know, while the, the, like the fantastic events that are happening in Slumdog Millionaire are in the past, and he's like recalling all of them. And this, it sort of felt like watching, like actively watching the, like I could see like Miyuki being on, you know, who wants to be a millionaire or whatever it is in Japan and like, you know, getting asked random questions about various like events because there's just all of these like ridiculous happenstances that like led into each other and none of them happened in like um, insanely absurd ways, um, but it was still very like fantastical how everything happened. Um, and then, like, while they're going on this trip, there are, like, all of these, like, little morals you learn. You The characters develop extremely well. Um, and you just, like, get to know these, you know, this group of people, this group of three people, just, like, really, really well on this journey. And I, I just had, like, great time going on it with them, you know? Like, I think it, it does a good job of empathizing these people who have all, you know, made various mistakes in their lives, but it, it humanizes them very well. Um, and I just, I loved it. I thought it was great. I I agree for sure. I, I think you, the word you used humanizing these people that, you know, uh, sometimes it's uh, when you, when you walk past a, a homeless person on the street, you forget uh, that this, this was a person that had all these different things going on, you know, has a very, storied past and like they they highlighted that so well with these with these three characters you know they uh they had the homes they the or the you know the cardboard boxes or whatever you want to say that they were living in still had bits and pieces of their past and their personalities they still had memories of their past they still had their bad traits like drinking alcohol for gin or, or which i think is fun that his name is gin or gin yeah. in in english that was clever um you know, like, uh, I, I think that that was, uh, I think that was so well done that they, again, like I said, there were those pieces that you could see uh, that were kind of there to tell the story for you, uh, or rather than having to delve deep into it or literally hand it to you. It was uh, exposition without, uh, exposition visually rather than, like, you know, through actual events happening in the show. Uh, what about you guys, Johnny, Pete? Uh, in terms of, like, things that, like, stood out and things I really liked, I'm trying to think of, like, I really liked the cast of characters. I thought they were, like, like Miles said, it was a fun adventure going along with these people. Such a diverse 
group but you saw kind of like how they were like i'm a maybe like a family they were like you kind of have to stick together they're in very unfortunate circumstances and they had to bond together and they became this like homeless family together and they found like this child and just like the message it sends with the child i really like that i like miles's example when he talks about like the unfortunate circumstances that happened and then just how it progressed the story it wasn't like super forced but like it was really fun to just see like like naming the dot the kid that they find Kyoko Hana does, but just happens to be like Gin's daughter's also name is Kyoko, and it's like little things like that where it's like it's a was it like I think there was just like a quote in the movie at least in the dub I watched a dub, but they said a good dub yeah it was a very good dub they said something like how in such a big wor- world we find so many small um like connections or something like that where it's just like yes there's seven billion people in the world but like. How many times do you be like, oh, that's a small, like, oh, you know that person? I know that person. What a small world type of thing. And, like, this is, like, that, that essentially, like, that analogy as a movie. And I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I the, I forget what it was in the sub, but it was a very similar, like, to the, it, oh, it's a small world. Like, that was the, uh, the equivalent of, of that moment in the movie. Um, so, so just one thing I noted, um. You know, because like, well, of course, when you're covering such uh, such things like like homelessness, and then also a person who's uh, who is uh, transgender uh, as well, it, it's hard to uh, speak properly about it or or not have it, not, and you have to be careful not to portray it in in derogatory ways. And I think this movie, especially for a movie made in 2003. Like I was, I was listening for the most part, trying to like find problems with it, and I really couldn't. Like, they they make fun of uh, the transgender uh, cast member Hana, Hana or ha- yeah Hana. Hana. Um, yeah. yeah. So like you know, again, will take digs at at Hana, calling him a, uh, calling her sorry a um, you know like oh a tranny or whatever that. But it'll never be like a something that didn't feel like it was an actual thing that might happen when they were talking. You know, it was never, um, and the experiences that she that Hana had, I don't think were anything that were un unrealistic. I guess if that makes sense. And, and yeah, but you still also see them being respected for who they want to be and who they are amongst their own peers or yeah. uh, just in general as well. I don't know if you want to go ahead miles yeah no i was gonna you know what i liked about it is that you know we see uh hana go back to like i guess like her home sort of thing with some sort of family that had fostered her at some point and you know the respect that she gets there as opposed to when she was with um you know like what then gin gives her because they have this sort of ribbing relationship or whatever and you know he's a not the most cultured individual or whatever um is 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 nice and i never thought that like she was never played for like the butt of the jokes really um or not a lot at least um because she was trans which is very good and it's extremely impressive that a movie in 2003 did that because that's an issue that the whole world is pretty far behind on still and that we're you know trying to work towards you know um so it's good that you know, they did that because it was something I was a little on edge for, you know, because you just don't want to like, you know, it's not, you know, older media does things like that, but it's always a little cringy when you like notice things like that. And it's good to not have that happen, in my opinion. 
for sure. Well, yeah, because like you'll sit there and you'll watch a movie from ten years ago, and you'll hear, oh that, uh, oh that like, oh well that that's so gay or something like that. Where it's just like nowadays you hear that and you're just like, like how can someone speak that way or or, or what a what a uh, improper way to speak? And it, it just it stands out to you now when you're just watching those old things. When back then, I mean, even me back then, ten years ago, I wouldn't have even fluttered an eye to it. Uh, which, uh, of course, was because I didn't know any better at the time. But it's nice to see that this this movie and you know Satoshi Kon and and the writers behind this movie clearly understood the struggles that these people go through, and didn't harp on it. Again, like they had the digs where Gin would make fun of um, make fun of Hana, but again, that was more the the two of them going back and forth rather than an an actual attempt at like you know dehumanizing it wasn't or, malicious or anything like yeah, that yeah it was it wasn't like an attempt to, uh, yeah in a in a malicious way yeah right? it, kind of, it kind of reminds me of like how you can like fight your brother but if someone else fights your brother then you're gonna beat that person up like it's like i can dig at hana for being trans but nobody else can but it's because like that's how tight i am and i thought it was really interesting just because of like how conservative like japan is especially in 2003 because there was i mean it's a big thing with like the trans and like lgbtq community that like homelessness in that community is humongous like yep. it's a huge deal and i thought it was a i mean just looking back like in 2003 the portrayal of like a trans homeless person in such a great tone is amazing like i didn't realize that now until we started talking about it like how great of a character hana is now wow like this is like i'm glad we talk about this because now i'm getting like a i'm getting a way better appreciation for hana and satoshi code yeah yeah the only, I guess, Mark, is that it, she does have a male VA. Um, and so, you know, I think it would, you know, if you were doing this in a more modern setting, you would probably want a female um, or like a woman, like a, you know, a trans woman. A trans to, woman, sure. To voice her or whatever. But like, I, it was 2003. I'm yeah. I forgive that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's, anyways. It's more realistic if it's a male, though. No, well, it, you know, like, because, like, I, you know, we don't have our whole backstory or whatever, but, like, you know, trans women take, like, vocal lessons and stuff, and, like, sometimes the voice is, like, a hard, is, like, the hardest thing to, like, I guess, like, quote-unquote pass for, generally, but, like, um... Voice actor? Yeah, oh, you watched the dub, right? Yeah. Well, so I, I watched the dub, and it's probably because of, like, I don't really understand the Japanese language that well, but, like... I thought it sounded like feminine enough to where it's like it okay. sounds like you know you're trying to be uh, yeah yeah no, so yeah. I, guess, a... I guess if you saw the dub then it's probably a different no know, no it's not that it's not so Johnny I think you're misunderstanding so what he's not saying that the because I agree with you that the, the sub voice actor did a good job of sa trying to sound like a, a a person with a generally masculine voice trying to sound like a, a more feminine I guess if you will um like it, what Miles's point is, is that they didn't actually have someone who actually transitioned, like a a uh, male to female transitioned person, to be that voice actor, like the uh, or actress, I guess. Um, that was what Miles's point was. It wasn't that the it was poorly done. It was just that it could have been done by someone who just get actually had it, just to have that representation, good. right? Just like how you, you know, when you have an LGBTQ. Uh, cast member you usually would want them to be act acted or or done by someone who's lgbtq yeah uh, yeah i see what you mean yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so 
but again, it was uh, the, the voice acting. It was 2003. We don't even yeah. really expect it from Japan yeah. in 2003. So like, it's not even from Japan either. I don't dude, think dude, that we don't do it general. nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah we still have like, issues in the anime <laughs> community with that. Yeah, um, it, Western animation, uh, yeah. Western TV. Pe- people of color and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> if the yeah. character mm-hmm. is like colored, maybe not have Scarlett Johansson play a colored person. Like, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, other than that, I uh, the the voice acting and I I think the uh, the characters themselves were were so well done. Like uh, the, when when uh, so I don't know. Did they say have uh, Hana sing in the dub? Yep. Uh, oh yeah. Did? That uh, was so in the good. flashback. Yeah. Oh well, not even just in the flashback in the um in the movie itself Walk like in the first the like five minutes yeah when they're walking walking down the train track she starts singing and and uh and even before then too she starts singing the um god what was it it's a it's an older song it's a it's a biblical or not biblical but it's a uh, silent night no well the, she does sing that too but there's another one too that that she sings and it's it's so good because it's like again it sounds like so, uh someone who is trying to sing in a in a certain way and it's really well done uh like, uh, but even then, when the, when they're arguing with Gin and and uh, Miyuki was really good at you know all their sarcastic quips. Again, I don't know. I get you guys had different stuff because of the uh, the dub versus the sub. But you know, you can tell even when you're listening as a sub or reading the sub, you can tell like when the voice actor does their you know the enunciation in a certain way or or puts emphasis on certain words. It's like this this was really well done, especially with the. Uh, the animations of the faces to like all their different facial expressions were really good too. Uh, I, I guess that was my main I point. have a quick amendment to make. Um, so I had looked up the Japanese VA, but in the dub, uh, she is voiced by a trans woman. So, wow. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so that is fantastic. Um, and that's, you know, so I just, I don't know why I just like looked up the Japanese one and I was like, it would probably be the same for the dub. Like they probably just do it, but no, so shout out for the dub, which I think was made recently, actually. Um, yeah, I wonder when it got dubbed. Twenty twenty. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, it got released in. It was being advertised. I remember that it was going to be released. Oh, that's in, right. They were doing it like the the movie theater theaters, rotation thing. Yeah. I forgot there. I was going to go to that. And then, what a so year! It was just dubbed last year. <laughs> yeah, it was dubbed last year. Um. Well, good job, yeah. G Kids, for. Uh, Switching your tone from not making terrible intros to One Piece and having representation <laughs> in anime. Um, okay, so that's good. Sorry. So, what was your? I just needed. I wanted to correct that um, because I wanted to look up. Um, I was looking up her singing, and then I mm-hmm. then it had um, clips of the actress like singing. So. Um, oh yeah, no, there's that too. That that was a really good scene too. And and then she's like. Um, you can call me old or something, but you don't call me. Yeah, don't don't call me sir or, or it was something like that. Uh, I forget what the don't actual. Call me it, it was fairy in the, um, in the dub. It was like you can call me like old, but like, like don't call me a fairy or something. Yeah, like that. Uh, well, yeah, it was like yeah, I think it was like don't call me something male or or you know. Yeah. Uh, which of course is. A good thing that she stood up for herself, and it was uh. But yeah, so like that, her her character was so so well done. I thought because it, it um, they didn't make her perfect by any means either as a person. You know, like she she still had her flaws as a as a human, and 
At, she you didn't know, kind as... of kidnap a baby. She yeah, she th this movie could have been solved really, really quickly <laughs> if they you... just handed over the baby immediately. <laughs> um, it's which was she... wait, what? She kidnapped a. Well, they find the they find the baby and they keep it. Well, it's it kind of is. It's yeah, it's kind of kidnapping. If you find a kid in the middle of the street and you take it, are you kidnapping? Johnny, it's not finders keepers, losers leapers, bro. Like I think Gin even says that it's not a cat. It's it's a child. Yeah. Okay. I I was gonna say. All right. I just want to make sure I didn't miss a scene. Hold on. No. Referring to her picking her up when she is in the trash. That is what you were referring to, and then no, keeping I am, her progressively. I'm referring to the second part, the part where you save the baby from being in the dumpster is very good, and I don't, I wouldn't blame anyone for that, and I wouldn't view that at all as a yeah. personality flaw. Um, <laughs> but it's the straight, you, not going straight to the police. Yes, right, yes, that's that part. part where you attempt to yeah, convince yeah, okay. your friends to raise the child as your own is where. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but the, but even then, so even her being flawed like that and making up the reason she thinks that way is because she went through fostering and didn't have good foster parents or didn't have a good foster experience and didn't want that child to suffer through the same thing which of course w w you can make that argument which of course the cast did how is it better to be living with homeless people than it is to be bouncing between uh foster homes that's the point is that like they're, they're both um they both have a point and they both yeah have logic but at the same time you need to do yeah. what's right would have been to bring it to the police no i mean I, what this movie does a great job with and i think that the best example at least for me is uh gan because i think he has like the least um i don't know like gray backstory sort of deal um where you know, he's he's like a deadbeat dad who was in a bunch of gambling debt and who became an alcoholic and, like, left his family because he couldn't deal with that anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And he still is, despite all of that, um, a pretty endearing character. Like, I, I never think, like, wow, fuck this guy. Um, I never he, did either, yeah. Yeah, he I did once. To, um, what, what scene? was What was the The, scene? the, the hospital scene with his daughter. Where uh, it's why Hana freaks out at him. Where you realize that, because in Gin's character, like you find out, like uh, he he lost his family. He's an alcoholic. He had debts, and he's like a compulsive liar because each time it's a new story. First, it was like he was a cyclist, and then his kid died, and then his wife died, and yeah. then it went to him being a bike shop owner where his wife and kid are both alive. He just left them all with the debt, and that's why Hana freaks out. It's like we care for you and you're just going to lie to us. So you can just like, like essentially like skate by with us type of thing. Where like, I think, I don't know if Gim was like afraid where they found out like who he actually was. They wouldn't was like ashamed. him. I, I think he was ashamed, but it's just like, yeah, he, I think, but I think that's great about his character because like a thing about like, com like compulsive gamblers is they're also compulsive liars and he is a compulsive liar. He just always does things in the moment to whatever suits him the best. And I really like yeah. that until he saw his daughter, and then that kind of changed things. Well, he, even before he sees his daughter, he comes kind of clean. He comes kind clean of. about it to Miyuki, right? Um, not Hana, who is currently hospitalized. 
Well, um, there's a scene in the hospital because he he kind of comes clean with Miyuki, and then he when he's telling his daughter about the store, Miyuki like strips says like I thought he was a cyclist to Hana. So uh, like yes, so like he kind of he like half told the truth and it was like a half lie. Well, he didn't lie. He didn't amend the lie, right? Like he told the truth about the currently relevant information, which correct. Was my family is still alive. Uh, you know, again, I'm not saying that the man's you know going to win the Nobel Peace Prize or anything anytime soon. <laughs> He's not with the father of um, the year. Yeah. But I think an interesting thing about that is I don't even know if I would call him a compulsive liar. I, he definitely lied. That's 100% true. But a, an interesting thing to me is that these people did not know each other's backstories until this trip. And they had been living with each other for a while at the very least. Um, you know, because Miyuki had been gone from her family's house for like a year and a half or something like that. Um, was it really a year and a half? I didn't know that. I thought it was just long well it was long it enough that she, lost, she lost weight that was a, that was a detail that i really liked um that when they had the flashback she was like kind yeah of fat. yeah that was great um, and yeah. so it just like shows how you know like she's eating way less and mm-hmm. you know sort of struggling to get nutrients and stuff like that um i like that too that's why I yeah noticed, i noticed it that's why i was like oh wow <laughs> So, yeah. So she must have been gone a long time. I didn't know that they actually gave the the. Year. They, I was just guessing based oh, off okay. of yeah, I, like that was yeah. your hunch. Um, yeah, my, my hunch. Yeah. Um, so I I thought that like, like they didn't know each other's backstories until all of this, and they've been living with each other for a while. So like, um, I think that Gen's lying was just like him not willing to like uh, show his flaws and vulnerableness to the people as opposed to him being um like a inherently sure you know i should say that like the trait of a compulsive gambler a lot of times results into a compulsive liar yeah i mean i i, I would you know i want to put it past him to lie when it suited him he seemed to be the kind but when it came to it he was able to sort of confront his daughter yes and um you know apologize and you know i mean he put effort into it um you know he you know he was a homeless person and raised what thirty thousand yen um which is what like three thousand bucks or something three hundred dollars it's three hundred dollars yeah um okay which is um that's a lot for a homeless person it is but also mad props to the japanese healthcare uh where <laughs> you're exiting the hospital bill without health insurance only costs three hundred dollars. Oh my you god! You got a refund. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. get a refund if you have your health card or your health okay. insurance well, card. Let's give a quick shout out Imagine to our pay for, Yo. Pay for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs> uh, imagine. Imagine calling um, an Uber instead of an ambulance. Like, I I can't 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 say I have not done that. Welcome myself, to so. the U.S. Healthcare Podcast. <laughs> uh, today, um, let's talk yeah. premiums. Moving on before we get political. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, that's pretty. That's a funny story. I took. Uh, it wasn't from drinking though. It was from peanut butter and uh, a peanut allergy. We took an Uber instead of an ambulance because it was cheaper. Yikes. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. It wasn't a um, an immediate emergency, so that that's different. But but still, it was like, a, oh well. Took an EpiPen, but might as well get there. You know, might as well go anyways. Um, Boring dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, not not that just big a deal. in case I die. Yeah, well, that's literally what the person was like. Yeah, just in case it doesn't work. You know, might as well go. But yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, one, one thing I liked as well from the story was that they used the story of the red and blue giant. Or, um, I, I don't know if it's, if it changes a lot between different 
Japanese folklore or different iterations of it. But the reason I know this story is because it was used in Darling in the Franks while also being used in other shows in the past. But Darling in the Franks is the one that stuck with me the most, which was that the story where I can't remember which color it was, but I'm, I'm just going to go with it. So the red, uh, the red giant wants all the people of the village to like them, right? And wants friends. So the blue giant comes up with the idea of, you know, scaring the people and then having the red giant come and like stop him or, or you know, shoo him away, scare him away. So that, that way, the red giant is then a hero, right? And uh, and then the people will like him. That is, um, that's the, they use that story during this movie at at a certain point, and I really liked that. Uh, and I thought it was interesting though that they left out a bit that was in every other iteration of this story that I've seen. Again, I've seen it like two or three times in anime now, other than just starting the Franks. So it's definitely a common, you know, Japanese folk tale. Um, normally the red giant or the person who becomes the friends with all the the villagers is like or realizes on reflection that they miss the blue giant and they go looking for that blue per, blue giant and they can't find them ever you know because the blue giant went to a faraway land to avoid ever being seen again and you know for the sake of the red giant and it's uh it's usually a story about reflecting on the people that you have be thankful for the the people that you have in your life at the moment rather than wanting to have people uh other people like you you know it, it being yourself and being friends with the people that you were friends with rather than trying to make other people like you and i i i know pete i know you've seen darling the franks because you love to hate on it um, yes i do uh so do you uh do you remember seeing that story or have you seen it in yeah the i mean yeah. I, I mean it definitely is prevalent in darling in the franks since zero two is red and then the queen of the collapsors or whatever it is is blue so that's like the terminology there but yeah i mean yeah it's more like your quality over quantity type of thing do you want one best friend or 10 normal friends and i thought they did a really good job in this movie explaining it or like portraying it but like like you said they missed a part but that wasn't really like a huge theme for me i guess so i guess maybe you liked it more than i did i guess type of thing oh i i liked it because it it was shown it at when it was shown in the story it was what was happening you know gin was or uh, hana was wanting to um wanting to do or wanting to take care of the child or whatever and and it was driving away gin or or i i, I don't know maybe they, i just remember writing this down in my notes that i really enjoyed this because it was reflecting what was going on in the story but that's also why i wrote it down because i expected the follow-up to that i expected the you know again i'd seen it multiple other times i expected the gin to just vanish which of course they kind of like cheated it a little bit by having him get beaten almost to death um in the story and i thought that that was the direction that was going to go in but uh but they ended up reunited anyway so that it they kind of didn't really fully deliver i guess on that on that folktale but again who knows maybe in this maybe there's multiple versions of it similar to like a little red riding hood or something like that where yeah. some endings happen this way and other ways they don't um i know uh, johnny i i know johnny you you've seen darling in the franks as well uh yeah i have okay i, I know um but yeah that uh anyone else scott anything to throw out there a thing that i thought was neat um was uh the scene in the cemetery um just because it showed like a neat you know, I guess this wouldn't be as neat if you were Japanese, uh, but like I didn't know about how you know all of like the tributes and stuff that get left. Like, yeah, the you know, offerings. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Offerings. Yep. Like here in the 
in the West, like you generally leave flowers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it seems like a lot of like practical items get left. Um, and so the, I guess like the pillaging of that, I thought was like really cool uh, because it's like very, um, it was, it's just done very like nonchalantly and matter of factly, like this is what we do to survive and stuff when it's, you know, I guess something that would probably be considered a relatively big social taboo to very big, massive, um, yeah, yeah. And, and they show it too, though, that they feel that way. You know, when when they steal, like uh, Hana goes, "Oh, could, hey, what are you doing? Like, how could you steal like that, or something, or or how could you be so ungrateful?" I think she says uh, to Jin when he complains about something, uh, something about what they were they they were pillaging. Which, of course, it was cool to see Gin again before he took the sake bottle that he found. He he. Did a prayer or whatever for the person. I, I thought that was so. That scene was really, really good because it did show like their desperation while also showing the, uh, the a very real thing that probably happens in Japan and or probably happens at a lot of cemeteries and uh, wherever they wherever people live off leave offerings like that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, the the whole theme of the movie that Hana was pushing was that there is a god a god is watching out for Kyoko, right? That they were. Um, that this baby was blessed by God. And I liked that, you know, they these offerings to the gods ended up helping Kyoko yeah. eventually get back home. And, and I thought that that was a really nice touch. You know, like that, it, it was a, even though they were looting, they were doing it with, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's, it's got it, like, yeah, whatever. Good. Sorry, say that again, Jai. Good. Is he like the D and D thing? Oh yeah. Line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you so, go. So one thing that I liked about this movie was that, like, random crazy shit happened in the background or whatever a few times. And it was always, like, relatively pertinent to the plot. Um, like, there would just be, like, a car accident or something. Like, that happened, like, Immediately. Times. It happened right, and, in the, right in the show, too. Or yeah. Or in the movie. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. It was like super surreal to me because like those things like definitely happen, but like just having it happen randomly in the middle of a movie is like almost kind of more off-putting than like if you saw a car accident in real life. Um, Fun but, fact: I saw a car accident today. See, was it off-putting? It was really random. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I mean, not. Who expects a car accident? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. On the highway for a while, you might. Um, but I. So the scene uh, towards the end where uh, the crazy fake mom is getting onto the bridge, um, it is like directed in such a way that I I thought that was just a background scene that was happening. With her jumping off. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. So, good. That I was, was like, so good. I was like, literally like, did that just happen? Like, did no one notice that? And then they noticed it. But it was like a long enough of a pause for me to... Um. Yeah. Be, just think that that was a thing that was happening in well, the background of the movie. They were, say, they were saying like, "Oh man, it, this poor mother must be so distraught. She must be. Uh, she must have killed herself, or she must be about to kill herself." <laughs> yeah, and it's like literally the mother is about to kill herself. Which again, that was another twist though. Was that she wasn't actually the mother? She stole the baby. Like that was a a fun twist. Um, I didn't see that coming actually. Oh, you like, didn't? I, I was, so I I don't know why, and I don't. I'm interested to hear from Johnny and Pete. That woman put me off from the moment there was any screen time for her, and I knew she wasn't the mom. I don't know about you guys. 
Uh, I kind of had like a hint. Um, I kind of felt that way. I, I don't know. It was just really funny, just like seeing those type of things and like I don't know. Like my mom works in a hospital, and like hearing stories about people who like kidnap kids is like a real thing. So right. it's just like I could like this is a, a for sure something that could easily happen, and it happens a decent amount of time, I guess, at least here in Minnesota. But like. I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. But like, I wonder if that's actually the mob. Like, if you that was like, if your kid was missing, would you kill yourself? Like, no. I it had been like one day. One day. <laughs> I was like, like, all right, I'm not going about to jump off a bridge just because my kid's been missing for 24 hours. I, but I don't know if you th- if it's a brand newborn child and they are missing. Like, you, say, you might why be so say like depressed. it's a car or something. That, my thought yeah. is like no, I'm not saying it's like a car. I'm saying that like I I, I don't I'm know. My... The way Pat described the oh. baby is like what? brand new. Well, yeah, <laughs> brand like, new. Yeah. it's yeah, a 2020 was... Volkswagen baby. Got that new baby that is a smell. Brand, a new, yeah, it, my point was that it was a newborn. So you'd be, you know, you know, for you know, if you lose, if you're a three year old, well, I, I don't know. Again, this is a tough thing to try to defend yourself but like if your three-year-old got lost you'd at least think okay they may be able to be or a six-year-old got lost you'd be like all right they're 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 not going to be dead after 24 hours in the middle of the winter your newborn is missing and they are not surviving on their own for two hours let alone 24 hours so you probably at that point maybe you've given up hope again people handle depression in different ways so i think it made complete sense that she could have been about to do that um I, I mean, I, I hope I never have to deal with that, and I don't think I would yeah, deal with it that way. Yes. But I can see how someone would deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm that not way. saying it's like. I I, I don't know. Like, I, someone committing Wait. suicide because their child died is not um, something that I couldn't empathize with. I guess I just. I would think that, like, you would you'd wait, like, a little longer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some uh, people are impulsive, and. Um, yeah. You know, but and like, especially if you are, uh, we're going to get to into this, so I'll, I'll try to make this quick, but like someone had to have stolen the baby. So like, you hopefully think that at least they are taking care of it. Right. Um. So like, you know, she it's was not the like, one that stole the baby. So, it, it, well, yeah, well, she was insane, right? Like she had, she was crazy. Yeah, and, um, and also she was insane. So it, it seems justified that she would kill herself after what we but, hear about what happened to her life. She had, well, I. I liked the scene where Miyuki was like, Miyuki, uh, oh God, I can't say Miyuki, Miyuki was trying to like talk her down. Um, but she was terrible at it. Um, yeah, because she was she's terrible like, at it. She's like a teenager or whatever, who was just like, it was like, so like thought the situation was just insane. So she was like, you know, you can't do this. Also, you're crazy. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And like, at one point, she's even like, you can jump. I really don't care. Please just give me the baby. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, she literally <laughs> says in the dub. I don't she, know what it's like in the care. sub. She doesn't care. She just wants to save the child. Like, the dub's like, give me the baby and then you can kill yourself. Like, it's fine. It's just like, what are you saying? Yeah, I loved child. it. I thought it was so great because like, what a high pressure situation for this kid to be in. And, yeah. you know, she doesn't handle it super gracefully. Um, I also liked how they had, like, the shitty boyfriend come and be like, we can, like, work through this or whatever, the girl jumps anyway. Um, it's like, fuck I, that. I, I, think that's what, I think that's what convinced her to do it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, well, she, she was does, like, she, oh, we'll be reborn together or whatever. Yeah, uh, she, she did seem to care about him, but she was pretty despaired. Um, but I did like how it bought enough time for, um, Hana to, like, 
help in the situation. It was um, like straight out of an action movie, though. Like, oh, well, that's so that's the joke, right? Uh, the the joke, though. I don't know if they had that in the dub, but the oh yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're no Jen, Jen's an action star. star. Yeah. They I like how they, right, they got him on a bike and he was pretty good at it too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so like he like, was leaning onto the side of the isekai boss and he was just killing. <laughs> yeah. Him. Oh yeah, dude, yeah, he almost got you know fucking sent to somewhere. I, I um, also I like how they uh, echoed the left or right scene from earlier. Remember when they were like, oh, left or right, and they flipped a coin, uh, <laughs> and then when oh, so he loses that that bet and they go right. Same thing happens where they're like, oh, which direction did she go, left or right? He says left, so then Hana goes, all right, we're going right. You're a terrible gambler. Yeah. And sure enough, that was the correct answer, right? And, of course, the terrible gambling thing is actually a serious problem that he has, that he is a serious <laughs> addict, but, like, it's played off as a joke so well in that scene because he is... Here's the, do, you guys, do you guys remember on the TV when they announced the gamble, like the lottery numbers? Yes, yeah, the numbers inside the old man. In man's. the last scene, they show a lottery ticket with those numbers right next to Jin. Yeah, it's in. It was. The, yeah, it's from, from the, the old bag, man. Yeah, from the yeah. old man that he like, um, you know, did one last favor for with his sake or whatever. Um, that was his lottery ticket. Boys. That was a is... super surreal scene too, because mm -hmm. they fake you out on him dying. Yes, right. It's, yeah, the wind oh. shit off down. Yeah, the, the wind chime. He yeah. wanted to die, but he just couldn't. Like, <laughs> and then it was but like, he dies like twenty-seven seconds after they fake yeah. you out on him dying. It's it was cool too. It's like when you want to die, but you just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's um, yeah, it, it was crazy. Like and I was having like, his body get beat up and mangled afterwards. That was that was depressing. But oh, again, God. very I mean, really realistic. To, uh, that, that was crazy happen. to me too. Just those people just like beating the shit out of these poor homeless folks. Like it's not, that's a common thing. No, I know, but it's just yeah. I don't know. I guess like seeing it portrayed like that is just yeah i mean it was really brutal it was brutal um, because the people took it so casually because like one dude's just like on the phone's like yeah we're going to meet up with these girls after like yeah we'll be there like five minutes like let me kill this homeless dude real quick it's like yeah they were these people are crazy but like i believe it like i don't know i've seen uh what's it called oh what's that movie? what's that christian bale movie There's american Psy american psycho it's just like he just oh, he yeah. just kills homeless people because he's rich and powerful and that's what makes him feel powerful just kill homeless people. So I was like, oh shit, this is some American Psycho shit going on right now. Have you not seen American Psycho, Matt? No. Oh, you uh, should gotta, watch it. I, yeah, I gotta nominate American Psycho. Yeah, yeah we're watching American Psycho <laughs> next week. Yeah. Anime I mean, I'm sure it's a good movie. Uh, I just... It's incredible. Know, I incredible um, movie. But yeah, yeah it's, awesome. a, it's very realistic because some people, you know, they said it, I don't know if they said it in the dub, I feel like it's a deja vu moment where we keep doing this, but if, I don't know if, uh, in the sub it was oh we're we're taking out the trash or for new we're doing New Year's yes. cleaning whatever which of course is terrible but that's how they they viewed it that's what they they thought they were doing or they are taking advantage of the fact that they could do something like that and not go punished for it you know there's no cops nearby to stop them and even then if there were cops nearby would they stop them. He makes his own joke about it too, though. Again, makes his own joke about taking himself out and putting yeah. himself in a dumpster, which was yeah. kind of funny because he's like, so I need to take out, take out the trash," and the guy like he goes to the police station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's like, "That's not big enough." <laughs> <laughs> that earlier. Yeah, um, that was so good. Um, I also liked the fact that the same cabbie was uh, was <laughs> yes. in the movie throughout. And but his taxi got destroyed at the end, didn't it? Yeah, he crashed oh, into the oh, building. Yeah, that was that was one of the car accidents I was talking. 
that happens off screen. So like they jump out of the car or whatever, and then you just hear this horrible car accident at the end. And then at one point when someone else is like running up that like wasn't in the cab, like Gen or whoever, um, it just like shows the cabbie sitting there and all of this card is just like standing there like his entire livelihood has been destroyed because it has been. Um yeah, but just, it was just like played for laughs. It was really I'm funny. Gonna give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, I liked their interactions too where they're like, "Oh, I can't drive that way. Like I'll die." It's like, "Just do it." You know, and they're just yelling right at <laughs> him. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, "Okay, die. fine. I, I don't do care." It. He's oh like, "Okay, God. fine. I'll do it. I'll do it." Um again, I I love that that part of the movie and and the ending so Johnny, you said earlier this week that uh, you thought I wouldn't like the ending. Um, I I thought you would hate that the father shows up at the last second, and and then and then it ends right. No, yeah. so this is this is quite the opposite actually because I normally like I think I did it the last episode or we talked or it was during our uh, season review actually where I talked about it with like Akadama Drive where I hated the ending for it because there was no clear resolution in this movie why i think the difference is is the fact that it is very clearly hinted that miyuki wants to seek resolution and go back to her family or it, at least make amends with them right and it, it is implied that the family wants her back too it's the same thing where like we talked about earlier with the lottery ticket they're gonna find that lottery ticket they either uh, gin and and haya or hana are gonna find that lottery ticket and they're gonna be rich they're gonna be millionaires they're gonna be and they're also godfathers that's that was a cool little touch at the end i like that a lot. i did like that that was so clever um but they you know they're they, so those endings even though it was open-ended and we didn't actually see Miyuki making up with her father or them being christened as godfathers or them cashing the lottery ticket it is very heavily implied what is going to happen to them and that oh they've made these changes in their lives so they're going to be better people they're going to be better prepared to uh be functional members of society they've made amends with their pasts like that's what i i that's why i love this ending and i i i can see where you were coming from where you thought that i would hate it because it was just you know oh big shock end scene but it, it, it's different in this case. And I, this is the example, I think, of how to do one of those kinds of endings where it just cuts off rather than something like A Girl Who Leapt Through Time or, um, again, just to hark back to the previous seasonal Akudama Drive. Uh, I don't know, Pete, you've, you're the only one who's also seen that show. What, what do you think? Yeah, oh, oh, it, it's like, you know, like, you know Miyuki wants to, like, make up with her father based off of, like, her tone of voice. And she says, like, Papa, and, like, a really, like, at least this isn't the dub. Okay, he 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 doesn't say like dad or something like that. She's like Papa. Like you could tell like in her tone of voice that like she misses her dad. Like she always loved her dad. It just like yeah. Well, she calls him. She calls yeah, him. Exactly. That's my point. Yes. If they didn't have that scene, then maybe I would have been annoyed because it's like you can't tell whether she actually wants to be with him or not. Although you probably could have throughout the rest of the movie. That's why I liked it because they gave hints and gave proof that 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 she was trying to make amends. And the same thing like with the. The, uh, his she sees her father take out an ad in the newspaper that says uh, Lucky's come home. Yeah, Lucky or no, uh, it was Lucky. So angel? It was angel, Angel, Angel. Yeah. All right, angel, all right. Yeah. So it was Angel. The cat. Yeah, the cat. It's, well, that's my point. So they showed, you know, the obviously it's they showed in the the cutscene too that it was their fight, their big fight, the snapping moment was clearly over Angel, and I think maybe her dad got rid of him or or you know 
shunned him away, whatever. I think it was a misunderstanding. It, I think the cat might have ran away. That's what I think, too. I, the <laughs> yeah. thing too. I was wondering if that was the case, but my assumption was like, oh, maybe he just gave it away so that that way... Um, but she, well, then he... In the newspaper, it said that Angel has come home. So I don't, I don't think it's like the dad regretting selling the cat or whatever. I think the cat well, just legitimately wandered off. Again, I think it it could it could be either way. I think it could be the father gave away the cat because he was sick of it, and then realized, you know what, me being sick of this cat isn't worth literally not having my daughter anymore. So I he went and got the cat back and said as a way to try to convince her to come home. I think again, it could go either way. Though it also could have been just that the cat ran away and she blamed her dad because she thought that he might have gotten rid of her again that that's but that that open-ended thing isn't like a a huge problem it's not like a, a plot driving device it's just like a, a something that we can we stupid people who like to debate anime can talk about or maybe um you know reflect on and laugh at or I wasn't confused about it at all like I, I knew what was going to happen i just figured like since you had the history of like not liking those ambiguous endings i thought you wouldn't like it but i guess in this case it's different yeah, yeah. Though I can see again, I can see where you're coming from. Like, because again, it it does literally. It's like that we only even actually see them be introduced. The the uh, uh, the godfathers and the godchild. They don't actually ever for like see each other face to face with the parents involved. Like, it's literally just mother. Uh, oh, dad, Miyuki, and scene, and it's and it's beautifully done. I think again because of all the setup that they did for it, and the fact that there is a clear outcome. Or a clear uh, implied outcome that then you can also still, it still is open ended though. You know, you can imagine, uh, oh, you don't know what they're going to do with that money. You don't know if they're going to find or even cash the lotto ticket. Do they go back to living their lives of, as homeless people or, or not? Like, it's up to you to decide. But there's the there's enough there that you can make your own educated guess. And it, and there's like a real implied correct answer. That, that That's what I liked about it. Um, I don't know if anyone else wants to throw throw their thoughts out there about that well just talking about the ending scene what i really i I liked a few things about it one was um there was like stigma busting right so like the doctor or someone was showing the parents in to you know their rooms and they were like you know like oh we want to like see the people who saved our child and then you know the doctor's like well you know i've heard they're homeless and the parents are like who fucking cares? They saved our child. <laughs> like, yeah. who else goes searching in dumpsters besides homeless people? That's yeah. I don't know. Like, um, garbage people when they hear <laughs> cries. I don't know. Jim uh, called himself garbage. So yeah, yeah that's um. So like, I, I I appreciated that part of it. Um, and like, I, I feel like the whole um movie did just such a great job humanizing it and then humanizing homeless people. And then it is like wrapped up in a nice little bow right at the end there. Um, I also like that uh, Kyoko happily um, crying is like the last frame. (laughs) It's just like, then it cuts. Um, I don't know. I I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I I did too. I don't know. uh, Is there any uh, major talking point that we haven't gotten to yet that uh, either of you guys want to talk about? I feel like I'm ready to get my, uh, my closing thoughts, if you are, there's so no things, best, we've got best this... boy and best girl. You know, there's nothing like that to really talk about again, because it's a Satoshi Kon kind of movie. That's not going to be a, a discussion point. But uh, but what do you guys got? Uh, it sounds like you had something, Johnny. How uh, we uh, we talked about this movie for this long. We haven't even talked about the fact that they they were they were involved in the middle of a mob boss. And, oh like, yeah, the, the mob <laughs> like scene. a whole yeah, gang no, war. Like, really we we never so even brought that up. Um. 
And I love the scene with the... I talked to Pat about this earlier, right? When the... The hitman, whoever the uh, like Latin American man is speaking who, in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> Do you understand him, by the way? I, yeah, I, I was. I should have talked about that. Yeah, so I, I'll take it over here from from here, Miles. Yeah, so like the the hitman takes him back, and it's his mother. Actually, it's not a wife; it's a mother. Uh, so uh, of that, the hit guy, whatever that uh, they interact with. But um, but it's it's intentional too, though that they they don't give subtitles for a reason because they want you to feel like Miyuki does, which is completely confused and uh, n- having no idea what this person is saying, you know, because that's that's the situation they were in. And then them trying to communicate was such a fun scene, you know, with uh uh they you know they're just they're just trying to understand each other with different languages and uh but for me I could understand it because I can I've taken enough Spanish in my life throughout my uh you know 20ish years of education now um that i was able to understand now you know not perfectly or fluently but i was able to hear everything they were saying and it was like it was really fun because i i was hearing it and miyuki wasn't and i felt like i had a leg up in the situation it was fun i i really enjoyed that aspect of it uh miles if you have anything else to add yeah no i i, I just thought that like i don't know every scene in this movie i feel like i could talk about at length yeah. and unfortunately we don't have the time um it's just you know it, it was just such an interest like one i really liked um how it was showing like other poverty stricken areas for like i guess minorities in japanese culture or whatever um you know because you have this homeless girl <laughs> she is literally homeless and lives in a box with two other homeless people and she's afraid going into this back alley um just because of like how sketchy and stuff it was um but then when you got inside the home much like you know what i mean like i i don't know i thought that was great like how it was this like wholesome household where despite you know the son i guess being a a hitman like you know they all cared about each other as a family it was like sort of a parallel to um our little trio where they were they're in sort of like a stigmatized area. They're clearly living in poverty. And it, despite her own circumstances, Miyuki wasn't, you know, as she was really sketched out at first, but then, you know, she sort of learns the lesson that the audience is learning through them, through this other family. And it, it's great. Um, yep. It's so, so, so good. So uh, Pat, Pat, I got, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so the, when they were speaking Spanish, like, did they ever say like why he was a hitman? Was it just because of money, or was it like? Uh, no, they didn't say. They didn't give any real reason. Um, so, like, they don't. They didn't say a reason for why he did any of that. Nope. Uh, they again, talk about it's just family relations. Yeah, really. they they talk about family. They talk about father and you know the, the ch- their children and. So, so like, what what was what was he saying when she was straight up kidnapping her? Oh, what he was saying. Oh, yeah, no, he was just saying, like, stuff like, oh, calm down, calm down, like, or be quiet, or follow me, follow me, you know, like, I need you to follow me, yeah, stuff like that. Like, okay, that was the, the general uh, gist of things. That was, uh, you know, it was a very panicked moment. The uh, cab driver learning that he, like, assisted in an abduction um, yes! was super funny. <laughs> um, when yeah. they were driving and, you know, it was on the radio or whatever. And he was, like, describing the couple because they were asking about it. And then he, like, thought they were married or whatever. And yeah. it comes <laughs> on the radio that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this girl's been abducted by a Latin American man. Da, 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 and he's like, oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 
he keeps striving, like... <laughs> yeah, he just keeps going. Jap Japanese workers are loyal, like, from that taxi driver... Wait, wait, was it the same taxi driver? Uh, yeah, through yeah, the entire through movie. the entire movie, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's an involved in all... <laughs> I mean, like, all this stuff happened in the span of, like, what, two days? That guy must have had a hell of a weekend. That's, is, is it Deadpool? Is Deadpool a movie where they have the taxi driver that continues throughout oh, the entire yeah, movie? And yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. yeah. So many, so many comparisons between Deadpool and Tokyo Godfather. Yes. My goodness. What is, almost the same movies. They're essentially <laughs> the same. It's a Western yeah. version of Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> character, like, you know, kills people on a daily basis. But, there is you know. a Chris, the Christmas version of uh, Deadpool as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Again, I don't know what else to say. I don't know, Pete, did you have anything else you want to throw out? No, there? I just really liked how they tied all, like, literally every string into one story. That there were so many different things branching out throughout the story from these three main characters. And at the end, they all essentially came together. And I thought that was really cool that there was no loose ends. There was nothing like that. Like, even, like, this random, like, when he walks, when uh, Gin walks into the apartment... And finds like that dude just like sleeping in garbage, like that tied into the story, like something super random where he was like, I really like that they were searching for one thing and it was a conclusion to another thing, and I really liked how everything was tied together. I did too. All right, yeah. So I, I guess we'll move on to our closing thoughts and our final scores. Let me whip out my little score book here. It's not gonna be too hard to do the math today with only four of us. Uh, but don't worry if you're missing certain faces. You'll hopefully see them this Friday when we do our special bonus episode, which we'll talk about after we do our closing thoughts. So stick around for that. Uh, Miles, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I love this movie. This is my favorite anime movie. I love all of the characters. Um, like almost every single one of these characters is probably in, I don't know, the top 30 anime characters I have. Um, Yuki might be my favorite anime character. I love her. I think she's great. I love all of their interactions with each other. I love this entire movie. I love at the end of the movie how the city starts bouncing around and singing for some reason. Who cares? It's amazing. Um, this movie's great. This movie's a 10 out of 10. I love Satoshi Kone. I'm glad that we have gone on this small sojourn where we just watch his movies most weeks. Yeah. It's been enjoyable. I, I agree. It has been... Uh, it has been enjoyable, even if you didn't like it. I think it's uh, been a good experience for you to have, too, if if, if people didn't like it. Uh, I recommend everybody watch these films that we've seen. And it's not like he's got a really long filmography, either, unfortunately, where or discography, where it seems like it's a hard thing to get into. There's really only four or five major films, and that's not a lot of work. Uh, so, yeah, Johnny, what have you got? Yeah, so this is probably my uh, favorite Satoshi Kon movie. It, better than Perfect Blue, in my opinion. The characters here, like, I... Uh, they're not, like, my favorite characters, but they're, they're very great. I love all of them. There wasn't a single character that, like, that, like, made me think, oh, I don't like this guy. And uh, the story is great. I love how, like, everything comes together at the end. So many so many callbacks, like, during, like, he sees how the husband was addicted to gambling, and he sees and he's so ashamed of him. It's, like, because of his own path. I love that. And all those little details. So yeah, this movie is a 9 out of 10 for me. The, the only reason I'm not giving it up to a 10 was because it does... I don't know, it's just because it doesn't stay with you for that long. After you watch it, I feel like you kind of just... Kind of just move on. Well, maybe that's because I was watching some other stuff that day, so... No, so, I, yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. The 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, I get what you're saying. I didn't want to cut you off. I, I agree that it's like... It's not necessarily trying to be as deep or as provocative as 
something like Perfect Blue or, or Paprika, um, which you may come to expect with Satoshi Cone. So I can see what you mean by uh, giving it a 9 out of 10 because of that. Uh, Pete, what have you got? Yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, it was a really fun adventure. I liked the characters. not Maybe not as much as Miles, where he loves Miyuki. I thought they were all, like, good characters. Um, wasn't really, like, blown away by any other any like specific character but I thought they were all great I thought they meshed really well for how diverse that they were the story was fun I like how everything was tied together how these like little inconveniences or or um like whatever whatever happens in the story all just like t meshes into one big thing it was really it was just a really fun watch there's nothing I guess to me nothing like I wasn't like blown away by anything. So like I was trying to like I was I was hovering in that eight nine range, like which one is this? I think I'm gonna lean more to I'm gonna give it an eight, but I would recommend this to like anybody. It was really fun, really good movie, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed Tokyo Godfathers. Nice. So there we go. Uh so Pete has an has it at an eight. Okay. Uh so yeah, I am gonna echo most of the points that everyone else said. Um I had such a good time throughout this entire movie i i agree that uh these characters were all lovable and are all are all interesting in their own way as well um yeah i wouldn't put them in my favorite characters ever but they 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 had things that you could like about them and they all f did exactly what they needed to do to tell the story that they did that they told and uh I, again i really liked the ending a anime movies for whatever reason struggle with good endings this one i thought was a, a fantastic ending um i i i don't really know what else to say about it i i loved it i am giving it a 9 out of 10 it's not perfect i i don't think it's perfect by any means but i really had such a good time with this movie i i was smiling the entire time and and the ending didn't disappoint me which is such a different change of pace from most anime movies so uh based off of my math uh that comes out to a perfect nine out of ten average between the four of us considering we have uh two nines an eight and a ten yeah so that's our highest uh, ranked show now i was about to say that that <laughs> overtakes yes it is uh i feel like though if we had more people rating that would help it out uh it is our highest rated show, just barely above Ping Pong with an 8.86 and Violet Evergarden with an 8.83. So there you go. So this is Tokyo Godfathers with a 9.0 rating by the, by our podcast or by our crew, uh, crew from Watch Club. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up our discussion on it. Please go watch it. We really liked it. Let's see. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it too. If you guys were listening, please tell us. Uh, please let us know what you thought about the movie. If we missed anything that you really liked about it uh or your favorite characters whatever something like that so yeah um moving on now we first have before we get to the show that won this week we're first going to talk about our secret santa episode which is coming up this friday like pete said at the beginning of this podcast we are terrible at planning but thanks to fantastic ideas from some of our community members in discord uh we are doing a secret santa thing with uh with the all anime club members where basically we were each assigned a different show to watch and uh we don't know who assigned it to us although you can usually make educated guesses on who it was you don't know for sure and we're going to come together and talk about each of those shows so it's obviously not going to be an in-depth review like what we did with uh tokyo godfathers today where we spent an hour and a half talking about this movie but instead it'll be a quick you know 10 15 minute talk you know, if anyone else has seen the show in the group, they might talk about it, uh, give their thoughts, and also why 
each specific person recommended each specific show to each other. So I think that'll be a really fun episode that we'll be recording that on Friday night this week on the God, what night is that? I think that's the 15th. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I mean, I know I I had to watch fate or I have to finish fate by then. Uh, I'm excited to finally finish it. Um, It's been a, a bundle of joy. I know Miles, you've been watching Mob Psycho, I think, right? I have, yes. And did you finish both seasons, actually? Uh, I am in the middle of season two currently. Um, it has been a very enjoyable ride so far. Which, keep in mind, these were only assigned like a week and a half ago, too. So if Miles, the person who doesn't watch anime, has finished... <laughs> are, are, both, are, both, are both seasons 24 episodes, too? 12. Uh, oh, they're only 12. Okay, yeah. so... That never mind. Then I thought I thought it was two twenty four. That'd be crazy. I've also watched my point. It would have been crazy. Log Horizon. I've been on an anime kick lately. Miles is a changed man. Wow. New year, new Miles. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's finally a fan of anime after all these different shows we forced him to watch. Uh, uh, But Johnny, I know. uh, What are you watching? You're watching. I'm uh, uh, watching Double Make Right, baby. I am about halfway through, and I will get the rest of that finished. No, yeah, no. There's no. I I know you guys will finish on time. You're not me. Um, it's horny as hell. Yeah, it's it's uh quite a show. It's it is a, a show. <laughs> that is actually my favorite anime. Yeah, um, there you go. It, and it's barely so, anime, right? Like, no, just kidding. Can't it's wait to find funny. out who gave it to me. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Pete, uh, what do you have again? Oh, I have the critically acclaimed rom or not even rom com. Uh, Love Triangle, White Album Two. That's right. Yes, you do. So there we go. So if if you're interested in any of those shows and want to hear us talk about it, uh, I mean, we clearly, most of us have seen the shows we've talked about, and it should be a fun discussion. You know, we'll have uh, some older club members like Tyler in there, and Happy will be uh, hanging out too. It'll be a really good time. So if you guys want to check that out, that's coming out this Friday, most likely, if not Saturday morning. Uh, but yeah, so moving on, let's talk about what show we're going to be watching for our next meeting on the 25th of January. So this is going to be our 19th episode. So, uh, you know, what, what show are we watching? There weren't too many nominations, Miles. There weren't. There were five, which is one more than we'll have this week. However, um, in seventh place, picking up its second legacy point in seventh place with seven points <laughs> third place. What? I was going to say seventh place. Is this a big roast for this show? <laughs> seventh place out of five potential... <laughs> um no um we have chinibio um and other delusions um okay, so that's third place okay third right. place second place with a resurgent comeback we have yuri on ice <sighs> um so yuri on ice uh in a in a strong second place and in first place we have let's go sona 3 movie oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> we have um <laughs> a place further than the universe. Woo! Um, Pete is very excited about it. I nominated this movie because I Seriously. I make fun of Pete a lot for liking it. Because I'm not going to lie. I think it sounds really fucking dumb. It's um, amazing. But the point of this good. show is for us to branch out and watch some stuff we normally wouldn't watch. And uh, this is a show that I would not normally watch. And no, so it's not a show you would um, normally watch. Yeah. Yep. You know, I think that at the very least, my lovely fiance, uh, Kayla, might like it. Sick brag. Um, and oh, shut up. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think and, she would, I think she'll enjoy it. Yeah, and I uh, there's a chance that I'll enjoy it too. I've been wrong before. Um, I I was wrong about Tokyo Godfathers, and then I just spent an hour and a half sucking its dick. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I I, I love that movie. Yeah, (laughs) it was so good. It was really really good. Um, 
Uh, speaking of which, uh, I forgot to mention this, but uh, this is one of the first times we've been like significantly higher than a mal score. Mal scores has it at an eight point three or at 8.29 so that's uh i'm surprised how far ahead we are which again maybe if we had more group members this week uh or uh club members showing up this week it might have been a bit lower of a score but we did a really good job i think i, I think that that reflects the the show and the feeling of the show pretty well too so uh so yeah now we know we're watching a place further than the universe that's probably one of our most modern shows that we've watched uh, like violet evergarden is the only other one really that's come out in the past Pretty two, much three years. Yeah. Two, three years. I guess is wow, it's two or three years now, isn't it? Jesus. Um <laughs> to the feel, it feels like it feels like the show came out like a year ago to me. It's, it's like so a crazy. For seven months. Not seven yeah. months, actually. Actually, yeah, seven months. Yeah, either way, that yeah, we've been doing a, uh, doing this for a while. So um now we are going to do our or nominations to be voting on for the next two weeks going into our 20th episode. So Miles and I have decided instead of suffering like we did the last time where we did really terrible anime for our 10th episode, like a special theme or whatever. Instead, this time we're going to do a heavily requested uh, theme in doing anime that are longer than one or, or longer than one. Uh, movie so normally we've limited ourselves to shows that are 12 to 13 episodes or movies that are no longer than what a 12 episode core would be altogether. now what we're going to do for nominations is any, you can nominate any show that is two cores or less so 24 25 episodes or less uh this way there are some shows or movies that you might want to recommend for watch club that you couldn't in the past this is your one week to do it we may do it again in the future. It all depends. But, uh, you know, now that some of us have some more free time, it's beginning of the year. Uh, I, I We felt comfortable enough to be able to do this theme without stepping on anyone's toes or taking up too much time. So, yeah, uh, Miles, uh, are you ready with your nomination for this week? I am. So I was scouring the Mal. Um, and this stuff is pretty easy for me. I haven't watched a lot of anime. Um, we meme on it pretty heavily here. Um, but I'm going down all the way to the 177th uh, ranked anime here, which is so far down, I know. Um, but I'm going to do Sensekai Yori. Ooh. Um, which is a show that I have wanted to watch for a while um, because I have heard both very, very positive and very, very negative things about it. And Same. it's got a pretty cool premise. So I wanted to see where I fell on that divide. And so I am throwing it up for nomination uh, this week. I, I also have heard very good and also very bad things about this show. I, I'm so very curious about it, yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like that nomination. Johnny, what have you got? Uh, can you uh, let Pete go first? I actually want to... Wow, I'm kind of stuck on the side right now. No, I, I have shows. I'm just stuck on the side in between two. So All right, I'll go. We, we, we sent out a... Uh, I, I, I have I, shows. It's not that I don't have shows. I'm the side in between two. Shake my head. Shake my head. Do Toradora, you coward. <laughs> oh, no, no, that wasn't Don't one of my that. options. No, I'm, I would, I'm I would, not that normie. I would pull out my moderator card and say no to that one. Yeah, no. Uh, Pete, uh, what have you got for your nomination? Okay, so this one I've been wanting to watch for a very long time. And it's because it has two very interesting, I guess, genres put together. And when you think of action, you don't think of shoujo, but this one is an action shoujo. I am going to be recommending the 8. The 8.43 rated score on Mal, Banana Fish. Oh, banana I thought fish. about Banana Fish. Good pick. All right. So Banana Fish, I've heard good things about that. That, that seems like a, uh, a pretty fun show. 
Uh, so yeah, Johnny, what have you got then? Are you ready? Make your decision. Flip a coin. Wait, here we go. It's uh heads. So I will go with uh. See, I was trying to go through Mal, trying to find a twenty-four episode show that like that caught my interest. That like, see, I wanted to pick a show that not many of us have seen. But that's hard considering Pete has seen about 300 anime and you Oh, like 450, like, but like, you know. Okay, 450. I guess I was underestimating. You have I seen mean, if about, you finished, coward. Like 370. Okay. And Fair. Pat, you've seen like uh, 200, I believe. Really? That many? I think, from my count. Yeah. Yeah, about. Just about 158. Yeah. So I'm going to do something that's a bit personal. I am going to nominate the first anime that I ever watched. That will be Teasing Master Tiger Sons, both season one and two. Nice. 24 episodes in total. Okay. And uh, what was the other show, out of curiosity? That was Clan Ad. <laughs> oh, okay. thank like, God we did get Clan Ad. If you only thank watched the God. first season, oh, well, not, yeah, it's that... not good. So, no. You know, I'm glad you picked the other one. Me uh, too. Because uh, yeah. that would be easier to vote for. But yeah, so there you go. So that's two seasons. <laughs> exactly. or that's a two... That's a two two season show instead of like a, a two core i guess if you will but yeah that still counts like like what you said we, we it, it still counts so now um i will go now my nomination is a show that i have put off mainly because uh, nominating mainly because it is a two core show technically although it is not a full two cores it's only 22 episodes instead of like you know, usual 24 to 26 uh this show I've heard is one of the best starts in anime history. Like it starts off incredibly and then apparently crashes and burns. And I want to see what that fire or what that car accident looks like. Good it sell. is. I thank you. It is guilty crown. Ooh. Oh God. This show it. The premise sounds phenomenal. The character, the OP, the OP really slaps, the, the OP slaps. This show I have wanted to nominate for so long because I need a reason to watch it. Um, but, and I think talking about the ending would be really fun. It's a, uh, the genre is, let me just double check it, for one, it's production IG. So, you know, it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be really good at times and then really bad at Are times. Are you getting like, the first half of the Darling in the Franks or the second half of Darling in the Franks? Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. So this is, well, that's the thing. There's people who say that like Darling in the Franks has a bad ending. Oh, well, wait until you see Guilty Crown. Like I cannot Ooh, I'm intrigued. Wait. I cannot wait. I'm to intrigued. See Action. Sci-fi, superpower, drama, romance, and mecha. All mi mixed have up. Have a little in sister. Uh, I hope I, not. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. I have no answer to that, Johnny. I literally know nothing about the show other than the OP slaps and all that I've said so far. Um, I am so excited to give it a. Uh, hopefully, give it a try. I. I'm very curious. Um, we have two get... dystopia options. We have banana fish, and we have teasing master the guy. We've got a great set of shows to nominate or to vote on this week, which again, if you are listening still for whatever fucking reason, no, no idea why you'd still be listening at this point. But if you are, feel free to vote in the comments or join our discord to talk about it, because like uh, we would love to have more votes, especially if it's the same four to five people. It's going to be tough to vote on four shows. I It's literally going to be us choosing what order we would want to watch the shows in this week rather than actually having multiple options to vote for or leave off the list. So please give us your in, uh, input. Your, uh, we value it a lot because at the end of the day, if we're talking about shows that you guys aren't interested in listening to, then that's not that's not good. You know, we want to make sure your your input is, is voiced as well. So uh, thank you again for listening, and I guess I'll uh, hand it off to Pete. That's a good transition because speaking of getting your input... 
we're coming yes. up in anime of the year uh territory so starting next week you'll be able to vote for the what do you say anime anime of the year on like a google doc form and if you do you'll be entered into a drawing to win a 50 dollars amazon gift card all you have to do is vote for your favorite shows it's that easy that way i get your input from the community and then that way i can also give back for you participating so thank you for everybody who listens and in the future thank you for everybody who participates uh like pat said we also have a discord description or the link will be in the description below Join it if you want to talk anime, manga, sports, politics, I don't know, random, anything you can imagine we talk about on Discord. Join it. We also are on Twitter. What do you say? a and the best way to stay up-to-date information on the podcast. Uh, yeah, and then stay tuned for our special Watch Club episode coming up later this week. And yeah, we got a bunch of content to work, so stay oh, yeah. tuned. And thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.